It's more to it than just linguistics. It's more to it than just phonics. There's life in that word. Because this word shall never pass away. It's the word of life. And when the word enters, the entrance of thy word giveth life. Welcome to Concepts for Living. This service is coming to you from the Chapel of the Anointing. We invite you to stay tuned for a life-changing word. Hi, and welcome to Concepts for Living. We consider it a privilege to bring you a message from God's Word and a clear-cut concept for living. Stay tuned because I'll be speaking from the theme in this message, These are the days. What days? The last days. Stay tuned. You will be blessed. I want you to open your Bible and let's look at the prophecy of Isaiah. The word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go and say, Come ye and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord to the house of of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, and he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Let's go back to verse 2. And it shall come to pass in the last days. Look at someone and say to them, these are the days. The author Robert G. Gromacki asked a rather pertinent question that was chosen to be the title of his book. The question was simply this. Are these the last days? What a question. When viewing the situation in the world in the 1970s 
looking at governmental upheavals, observing the stress and strife in the world, the wars breaking out everywhere. Gramacki was moved to ask the question, are these the last days? Well, given all of that evidence, and I'll be talking about a lot of it this morning in this message, we do not fear being contradicted when we declare these are the last days. We answer Gramacki's question, and we are living in similar conditions. In other words, things haven't gotten better, they're getting worse. These are the last days. If you check it out, biblical prophecy reads like tomorrow morning chronicle headline or tomorrow morning's chronicle headline reads like biblical prophecy. We're being able to see the Bible come alive. Hollywood is checking it out. You've never heard of more biblical films from Hollywood. I mean millions of dollars being made on biblical accounts. And so we are living in a world that's still winding up. And the doors are slowly closing upon what we know as time. This is the scene, whether we like it or not, this is the scene. Whether we want to hear it or not, this is the scene that Isaiah, the son of Amos, centuries before, saw. And he saw the last days. To put it another way, he saw our day. He knew what we would be facing and proclaimed it. Therefore, he used uh, that astrological, emphatic word in the term, listen, in the last days. It shall come to pass in the last days. I read about six different translations just picking up verse 2. Some refer to it as the latter day. Some refer to it as last things. 
All of these are astrological terms, which means final things. Whether you and I want to uh, believe it or not, we are a part of the closing of world history. We're moving progressively and emphatically to an end. One day, things will wind up and time will be no more. As in all messages that I bring, I try to give you at least three points. The points for this message, one, the comfort. The comfort is in knowing that in spite of all of the ominous reports and predictions, there's good news. There's good news. Secondly, there's a conversation going on. The scripture says that there will be people who will be talking about going up to the Lord's house and, and getting right with God and understanding what he wants of his will and ways for our lives. Well, that's a great conversation to have. And then thirdly, there is the conversion. Here's a happy ending. Here's a beautiful ending. The conversion is that the way they began is not the way they ended. Stay tuned. Once more, you will be blessed. I am confident in knowing that the mountain of the Lord's house is established on the top of the mountain. And watch this. And it says, and all nations, this verse 2, and all nations shall flow unto it. Now, look at that again. It's established on the top of the mountain, right? And all nations shall flow unto it. Now, that's against nature. Because nothing flows up. It flows down. Am I right? Huh? Help me. Okay? That's natural. But watch this. But it says that, and all nations shall flow unto it. One translation has it, and nations of people shall be streaming up to it. What does that say to you? Well, I know what it says to me. It says to me, this is more than someone just deciding, well, you know what? I'm going to go check this thing out. Or I'm going to, you know, I, I saw some people going up, so I think maybe I'll just go and, and look in on it. No. This is a supernatural thing. Because it's not natural for stuff to flow up to the top of the mountain. But I know a power that can cause you to flow up. That's Holy Ghost power. That's spiritual conviction. That's the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It's not by might, nor by man's ingenuity. But by my spirit, if you are saved, if you are in, if you have found the top of the mountain, you got there because the Holy Spirit was the one that moved on your life. 
You may not have understood it, but I tell you what, something was moving on the inside. Something was not letting you rest. Something was not letting you be content. You were being lifted out by conviction and by the constraint of the Holy Spirit. So I don't see that as a wrecking of the metaphor. I understand it because the metaphor is a picture of spiritual things. So when you start moving into the spiritual realm, you can expect anything. Uh, put it another way, all things are possible in the spiritual realm. Some folk who have lived like the devil can turn out to be the great preachers. Some people who were crooks and robbers can turn out to be trustees. People who live like the devil can have a greater joy to worship than they did to party down. Nobody's saying nothing. Because when you come to know what you can get out of Zion, it'll change your whole life around. And you'll look at the same old things you used to do and say, thank God. Every now and then I go in the same neighborhood and I say, thank God. Not that I'm better than anybody else, but I sure thank God that I'm not there where I used to be. I hear somebody say, yeah, but he ain't all that. That's right. You're right, I'm not all that, but he's working on it. He's not finished with me. I'm a working process. I'm a working progress. Yes, and one day when you see me, I'll be just like him. Well, I'm sure that you will agree all of the signs are pointing to the fact that these are the last days. I trust that you'll appropriate that wonderful opportunity to be comforted in knowing that you can get right with God now. And also that you'll begin to have conversation about regulating your life and getting your life in order so that you'll walk in God's ways. And when you do, you'll experience what conversion is all about. So until next time, when we shall come to you with more Concepts for Living, may God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.